the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. What do you spend money on that you know you're wasting and you wish you didn't do it? Right? Uh, I mean, I wish you could ask me that question off the air so I had something to well, say. I mean, what do I waste money on? That you, While you're doing Cantaloupe. it. Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe? What, you're wasting money on cantaloupe? <laughs> yeah. I never heard such a thing. <laughs> what? Here's the thing. Cantaloupe? I buy a cantaloupe because yeah, I, think, I think, wow, that looks really good. It's very good. We never. You never eat it? Finish it. Never finish really? it. We never, ever finish it. Why is that? So why am I buying it? Why am I buying it? I There's no, no reason to buy it. If I could buy a half of a cantaloupe, I would, but that's not a thing. No, it isn't. <laughs> really? Of all the things just, that I yeah. would never have thought of that. Yeah, cantaloupe. You're wasting it's, it's, money it's on cantaloupe. It's very frustrating. I'm, face, I'm wasting money on cantaloupe. Well, Here's another thing. Yeah. Celery. Oh. I love celery. Yeah. But I, it goes bad so fast. Well, no, no, you can revive a celery. Do you know that? You just put it in a, in a little thing of water and it becomes celery again. So, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Okay. I didn't know that. Well, it goes bad so quickly, and then I'm like, oh, and I'm mm. throwing this away. I mean, fortunately, now I compost, so I feel like at least it's going somewhere. No, it's not really. It's going in the trash. No, it's going in my compost bin, and that's right. going to turn it into you know soil for my yard. How about celery and blue cheese dressing together, like just to do that? Boom, boom, boom. One of my favorite things. Yeah. I love it. Too bad you couldn't have like a celery cantaloupe salad. That's that's disgusting. <laughs> okay, so why? What do you well, buy that we nobody? Just ta- well, I, that you never use. Concert t-shirts. Oh my gosh, I I never wear concert t-shirts. But you buy them. Yes. You go to a show. And yes. You go. That was a great show. That's a great show. I want to remember this. Yeah. And then I don't wear them. It's I have like more than several concert t-shirts sitting neatly folded in a drawer. Yeah. Well, why why is that? And then the seasons change, and I go, oh, I'll just put this over here in the place where. And then next summer, I bring them back and go, oh, there's my there's my Graceland, my Paul right. Simon, which I love. There's my Steely Dan. And meanwhile, it's like fifty bucks. What was I doing? I don't know, Lexi. Do you buy concert T-shirts? I do, and I wear them. Do you? Okay. Do you? I feel That's like good. I wear them. Quite a bit, at least here. Okay, wait a second. I've never seen you wear. Which one have you worn here? Uh, I've worn both of my all-time low. All-time low. I've seen that Uh, one. Mm -hmm. I wore it right after the concert when I went back. Which was the right thing to do. Why don't we have like a concert T-shirt day here in the studio? Okay, we should. That'd be fun. That we force ours. But I don't know if I want to wear this. See, that's your problem. Because I really like it. I like that it's pristine. Why? Because it's doing such a good job being there in your drawer. I just think it's pretty. Well, so then, then why I don't wear you, it and I get then, like, you know. Then why don't you put it in a frame and hang it up? No. No, I don't think it's that pretty. Well, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's between pretty and pretty enough to go in a frame. I don't know. It's very complex. I it, think it is. But I do. I just, you know, that's a waste of money. 
And I know while I'm buying it, I'll never wear it. Well, you should decide what you're doing on Saturday night then. Mm, I'm going to see Bob Dylan on Saturday night. So are you going to buy a shirt? Well, that's what I was thinking. A friend called me today and said, hey, I got a free ticket to see Bob Dylan in Akron, Ohio. You in? What am I going to say? No. Right. I've never seen Dylan. So I'm going to go and I'm thinking, oh, well, I got a free ticket so I can afford to buy a concert t-shirt. But then I'll never wear it. I don't know. It's very complex. You could wear it on Monday and then tell us all about the concert. All right. Maybe I will. Okay. Okay. Great. But then here's the problem. Wait, one more thing. Then you buy a T-shirt, yeah. and depending upon the quality of the T-shirt, it shrinks. Which is horrible, which is why I always get a large uh-huh. or an extra large right, right. or a super extra large or whatever it is. But I always a, get. But what if it's a good quality T-shirt that's already pre-shrunk, and then you buy an extra large T-shirt, and then it's like too big, like you're wearing a nightgown? Oh, my gosh. I can't solve all your problems. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> grief. Anyway. It's an imperfect world, John. Welcome. Is today Tuesday? Today yes, it Tuesday? is. Mm-hmm. Boy, after that conversation, it feels like Friday. Tell me about it. I've aged. What the heck's going on? All right. It's a very complex world yeah. today. It's a heartbreaking world. It's a horribly heartbreaking world today. One news story after another. Israel and Hamas yeah. and hospitals and babies. And terrible. All Absolutely that. terrible. Good gravy. Help us. We'll pay for peace. All right. Give us a top four at four. Thank you. For Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. Number one. A small group of journalists were the first to watch a screening of an hour-long reel cobbled together from Hamas helmet cam, mobile phone video, surveillance video, dashboard cam video, and victims' live streams, according to today's ABC News. It was part of the Israeli military's effort to document and call attention to the October 7th atrocities when Hamas launched the attack on Israel from air, land, and sea. More than 1,400 people have died and 3,400 others have been injured in Israel. In Gaza, at least 2,750 people have been killed in retaliatory strikes from Israel and thousands more injured. Journalists were not allowed to record or use the video presented, thank goodness, and their phones were deposited outside the room. If you want to read this story, it is very difficult. It is very, very difficult and it is available at abcnews.com. Number two. With the eyes of the world glued to Israel and Gaza, Russia is waging a new major offensive in eastern Ukraine, mounting the largest push it has attempted since last winter. Thousands of Russian troops and hundreds of tanks and armored vehicles have been sent into the offensive operation, which began around a week ago, and have seen Russia suffer severe casualties while making only minor gains, according to Ukrainian officials and also independent researchers. Russia has stopped its new offensive in part of Ukraine's northeast after Sorry, after suffering heavy casualties in the face of strong Ukrainian resistance there. That is also from ABC News. Number three, just as Amy Coney Barrett indicated that she's in favor of the Supreme Court adopting a code of conduct, saying she believes doing so would be a good idea and show the public what is taking place at the nation's highest court. With her support, she joined several of her colleagues who have publicly backed a set of formal ethics rules for the Supreme Court amid pressure from Congress for the court to lay out a binding set of policies. I'd like Congress to lay out a set of policies for themselves. And stick to it. Just in case anyone's asking what I think, I just that's an opinion piece I stuck in there. Just as Elena Kagan in August said she supports the Supreme Court taking action to adopt formal ethics rules, Justice Brett Kavanaugh said last month he's hopeful the Supreme Court will soon take concrete steps to address the ethics issues it's facing and echoed that justices are continuing to work on the issues. It's from CBS News. And number four, Pittsburgh International Airport's new landside terminal is taking shape. The $1.57 billion project includes construction of an eight 
111,000 square foot terminal. Mm. That is very, very large. A 5,000 space parking garage and a connector bridge to link the new landside terminal with the airside terminal. It is moving fast, said Allegheny Airport Authority CEO Christina Casadas. It is much more impressive than I originally imagined. And that's your top four at four. I'm excited to see it. Now, I haven't been to the airport. I mean, haven't left and traveled through the airport for several years. Uh, I just uh, traveled about three months ago from the airport. Everything was the same. Oh, it was. Yeah, like the, you're still taking the same the tram. entrance, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot has changed quickly. The three floors of the terminal are constructed. Um, the roof is being built to resemble the rolling hills of Appalachia and to let in more natural light. Really? Glass windows have been placed on parts of the backside of the terminal, so it's going to be much, much brighter. Um, smaller, though, right? Smaller, easier to get around. No tram. No tram. Uh, the bridge is supposed to mimic the uh, Fort Pitt Bridge. Uh, the terminal is set to open in March of 2025. Oh, that's still a long ways away. Long, oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was and like... the cost recently increased 12%. Of course it did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I have to say, it does. It, I'm kind of excited about it. Yeah, me too. No local or state tax dollars are used to fund it. The what? fees the fees are being paid by the airlines, some of the airport authorities' revenue, and twenty million from the federal government. Excellent. All right, that's very good news. Yeah, because I feel like the new airport, it, you know, how old it is it? Thirty seem, years it doesn't old. Doesn't seem like it's that Maybe old. Maybe thirty years old. Right. Somewhere, somewhere in the ballpark. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's take a quick break. We do come back. Uh, a brand new guest on our show, Tim Chalice, is with us. Please do and please don't assume motives. This is something I think standard practice for all of us, right? We we look at that article or look at that guy. Oh, I know what he's thinking. I know what he's trying to do. Here's his motive. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can be your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Urgent Camp Lejeune Settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000 with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. Our real goal at RPTS is to train people for ministry. Whether training to be a pastor or just wanting to grow in your walk with God, you'll find what you're looking for at RPTS. 
want to see them really grounded in their theological growth. We want it to be heart-directed as well. We want to see students prepared to serve and to love the people of God and develop ministries that we think have a great partnership with the local church. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. Fall is here, school is back, the days of sitting poolside are over. If you spend a lot of time in the sun, though, you might be seeing its effect on your skin. A few more freckles, some premature wrinkles, blotches on your hands, face, and neck. At Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont, an IPL photo facial can help reverse the damage of sun and time, making your skin appear healthy and radiant. New customers get the Fall Back in Time IPL special for just $4.99. Your results are their business at chilledtoperfection.com. Centuries ago, Martin Luther wondered how he could be good enough to be acceptable to God. The scriptures helped him understand that salvation comes to us not by works, but by God's grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. The book, The Beauty of Divine Grace, explains these foundational truths of faith with great clarity. Ask for your copy when you donate to Truth For Life today at truthforlife.org slash donate. We are quick to assume the very best about our own motives Mm -hmm. and the very worst about others. Tim Challies is with us. He is a pastor, an author, a blogger, and he's with us here for the very first time. Tim, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Thank you. Tim, it's so true that I, you know, when I think about the stuff that I do, I, of course, have all of the, you know, external information and all the all the things that contributed to why I made that choice. A plus. So it so it doesn't seem that bad when you take all the external factors into account. But if I'm looking at somebody else, I don't care about those external factors. In fact, I just tend to forget they even exist. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, Tim, if you're being. Uh, if you let's say this, you're in a conflict with somebody and um, it's someone that, you know, personally, how uh, is it that we're supposed to kind of readjust our perspective when we sit down and have that difficult talk? Right. Well, I think a little bit of self-knowledge or self-awareness goes a very long way here where we understand just. Um, how complicated our own motives are Mm -hmm. and how little we really know about ourselves. And when we understand how little we can know about our own motives, then surely that gives us a bit of humility when we think about other people. Mm -hmm. So talk about motives from a biblical perspective, Tim. Um, 1 Corinthians 13 is a good jumping off point. You talk about this in your article. It's not just for a wedding? (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's the classic wedding text, isn't it? But uh, it really wasn't written in the context of romantic love at all. It was written to govern the relationship of Christians to other Christians. And as we read that text, we see things or read things like love bears all things, love believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things. And these are all words or instructions that can pertain to the matter of motives, to the way we think about other people, what we about them. And as we sort of dive into those words and try to understand what the Apostle's communicating there, we can see that he's governing the way we speak to one another, but also what we assume about one another or how we uh, 
attempt to understand one another. I really appreciate what you wrote about uh, 1 Corinthians 13 in this article we're talking about that was on your blog site, because I never, I mean, I, I've obviously read 1 Corinthians 13 many times and been to many weddings where it's been read, but never did I really think about motive as being part of of what Paul's talking about there. Um I'm just going to read a bit of this paragraph here. Uh, This is what you wrote, Tim. Love believes all things, choosing to believe the best about other people rather than the worst. It puts aside sinful cynicism to assume others are operating out of good motives instead of poor ones. Love hopes all things by looking toward other believers with the sincere desire that they are operating out of the best of intentions and the hope that they will accomplish great things for the Lord. And love endures all things by not giving up quickly, but persevering through sin or the appearance of it. It's quick to forgive, quick to overlook an offense and slow to cast doubt. First of all, uh, I think that's I think it's beautifully written. Um, but I, like I said, hadn't thought about motive. Um, talk about how how you got to the point where you could see motive in that. Sure. Well, first, I think it's really interesting what you say about weddings again, because the most natural context to read this chapter, to read First Corinthians thirteen, would be in the local church, looking into the eyes of the other people you attend church with, and have covenanted with as local church members. So um, that's the right place. I mean, it's great for weddings too, but that's the most natural place to read it. And I think that helps then as we think about what are we saying about our relationship with other Christians, those people in covenant relationship with us in the local church. Well, here we are looking at how we'll relate in love to one another. And certainly that's going to include what we assume about the other people uh, what we're assuming about why they say the things they do or why they behave in the ways they do. And hopefully we can extend to them the grace and the love we would want them to extend to us, which is um, assuming that they're operating out of good motives, that no matter uh, what what they're doing, hopefully they're at least trying to do something good or trying to serve or trying to love other people. And so that's where the matter of motives comes into the passage. Mm-hmm. So love believes all things, which essentially says we take people at face value. I believe what you're saying, which, of course, runs contrary to the cynical age that we live in, Tim. It's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to cut through that and believe people when, you know, we're surrounded in this crazy age where, you know, the Internet is just full of a a lot of lies. And, you know, you doubt what Mm -hmm. comes out of people's mouths. Right. Sure, and I think it's always been a challenge, but I believe in an online world like we're living with now, in a social media world like we're living in now, some of these things are more difficult than other, than, than ever before. Part of that is that we're taught to be distrustful through the Internet. We, we jump on Twitter or something, or X as it's called now, I suppose, and we see things and we don't believe them. Um, we read the news and we don't believe the news. And so we're not accustomed to taking people at face value. Uh, We're not accustomed to looking at people do things and think they must be doing it out of a sincere desire to bless other people and serve the Lord and live out their faith. We can have this deep cynicism. And I'm sure a lot of that is fostered by a very cynical medium, which is the Internet and particularly social media. Tim, you're saying, though, that the local church should look different than that. Absolutely. Yeah, very much so. The local church is where we're called to especially love one another, to extend love to other people. 
And and part of the challenge of it is that these people tend to be very different from us. Ideally, the local church is a very diverse place, not just um, racial diversity or ethnic diversity, but all the socioeconomic and age and everything else. And so here we're relating to people who are different from us, learning to um, love people who may not be that easy for us to love, and people who just may behave differently um, from us. Um, through your habits, through customs, through traditions, whatever it is. And so we're learning to, to bear with them. We're learning to assume that they're acting um, out of their faith, just as we're attempting to act out ours. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Tim Challies about a piece that is on his website, timchallies.com. Please do and please don't assume motives. So, Tim, you conclude your article, you say this, it is sinful to assume bad motives. It is sinful to not assume good motives. Mm. I mean, when I read that, that was so convicting to me because, again, it runs contrary to how I tend to think about things that I I think there's something going on always behind what people are saying. Uh, I see myself as a sinner in that context. Uh, uh, I don't know how I rewire myself to that. I mean, it's a difficult proposition here. Well, I'm thinking of that passage that says, uh, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. And again, I would want us to think about the fact that we so rarely know our own motive. We we can look deep in our hearts and say, I don't know if I did that out of a desire to honor God or out of a desire to honor myself or have other people say good things about me or probably some mix of the two. And if I can't even get to the bottom of my own desires, and I myself can't act out of purely noble desires, then how could I look at anybody else and stand in judgment of them or certainly assume evil of them? Mm -hmm. So it's far better to assume good, to assume they're operating out of the same love for the Lord that I have, and uh, then just leave it in the hands of the Lord. That's good. Boy, that's hard. That's that's, Leave it in the hands of the Lord? Yeah, that's all. Hard saying, as they say. I, I just feel like um, in our current society, we have, I don't know, we use victimization or oppression as currency, and forgiveness ends up being a casualty of it because we feel like if I forgive, if I let you off, if I uh, assume good motives from you, I'm kind of letting my co victims down. Do you know what I mean? If I give, as a woman, if I give John, my coworker here, the benefit of the doubt, um, then I'm kind of letting all the all the women down who've worked with terrible men over the years. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's 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 that all over society. Yeah, but to do that, to carry that weight, right? That's such a burden. It is, isn't it? It is a burden. Tim, God. what do you think? Yeah. Well, you said you said it's a hard thing to do, and isn't that what God specializes in? Is causing us or calling us to do things that are hard or on our own, completely impossible. And so we have to rely upon Him and rely upon His grace, and we have to think back to all that we've been forgiven, all that God has forgiven us, right? You know, our best deeds, as they say, are are really on some level just glorious sins, right? They're Mm -hmm. so, even the best things we do in life are still mixed up with sins. So that being the case, who am I to withhold forgiveness from anyone? Who am I to to judge anybody else's motives and to assume they're far more evil than my own? Yes. Um, understanding who we are before the Lord is the key to humility, and that humility should then extend itself to uh, in our relationship to other people. 
Tim Chalice, he's written, please do and please don't assume motives. Hey, Tim, uh, before you leave us, talk to us a little bit about about your work. Uh, I I found you on the web, and I I subscribed to your daily email, which I find fascinating. You do such a good job. What, so for my listeners, our listeners, you include your own writings, which we're talking about today, which is also excellent, but you also curate from pieces and sources and other writers on the web. Talk about that, about that sort of sifting, because in some ways you do uh, in print what we do here on the show. You go and find interesting articles and people and bring them to the forefront, Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love to create content, uh, but I also love to curate content. And so that involves reading just a whole host of websites and then trying to take some of the best articles I encounter on a daily basis and send them out to other people. And hopefully those things are edifying, challenging, encouraging. And, uh, you know, about six today is what I find and send out to other people. And I hope that those things can just make a bit of a difference in their walk with the Lord. Yeah, they, well, they certainly do. No, it's take a little sidebar. What about you in the Wall Street Journal? Because, you know, I see you in the Wall Street Journal and I think, oh, that's interesting. The Wall Street Journal would would have you as a guest. There you are, you know, as a uh, as a Christian and you're on the front page oftentimes of the Wall Street Journal. I think you got me mixed up with someone else there, as far as I know. Oh. Well, you know, I see your photo, that little image, the Wall Street Journal image. Isn't that a Wall Street oh. Journal image? That was not. That was done by Ligonier Ministries, of all things. Really? Is that right? I, I just yeah. assume that's Wall Street Journal, and that's where, you know, your publication is. No, no, they uh, they made that up to go in Table Talk magazine, but they used the same artist, which is fun. Aha, uh-huh, uh-huh. there it is. Okay, okay. now I it's got, all coming together. I fell into that. They're right. very nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Tim, uh, what's your website? My website is simply chalice.com. That's my last name, chalice.com. Terrific. Excellent job, Tim. That's Tim Chalice, Canadian Reformed Baptist theologian, pastor, blogger, author, guest on our show. Thank you, Tim. Lovely. Excellent work. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We're just getting underway with the ride home. Uh, Stick around. Uh, We're going to talk about a 21-year-old who solved uh, a mystery, a world historical breakthrough. That's next in the ride home. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, and evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week. 
people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898. And you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. Sharing the word that changes the world wherever you are. On your smart speaker, oneplace.com, wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, and in your car at 101.5 WORD FM, Pittsburgh. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 43 areas of fog tomorrow morning. Otherwise, we'll see a mix of clouds and sunshine. A great day to be outside. The high 63. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 46. Clouds and sunshine Thursday with a shower in the area late in the afternoon. Thursday's high 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. It's a great story. A 21-year-old computer scientist named Luke Ferreter became the first person in nearly 2,000 years to read words from a papyrus scroll that was buried under more than 60 feet of volcanic ash during the disastrous eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 CE. Ferreter used a machine learning program to pinpoint the Greek word for purple in one of the hundreds of carbonized scrolls that were unearthed in Herculeum, a town that was obliterated by the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, along with its more famous neighbor, Pompeii. The scrolls were found in 1752 during an excavation of the ancient village that may have belonged to Julius Caesar's father-in-law. Excavators at the time quickly realized that these singed and fragile works disintegrated when they were unrolled, and so they were left, most of them, bound in their original forms. Now, there's something called the Vesuvius Challenge, which is spearheaded by a team that includes tech uh, inventors Nat Friedman and Daniel Gross, computer scientists at the University of Kentucky. They spent two decades developing new imaging and machine learning techniques that might virtually unravel this trove of information from these scrolls. And so this 21-year-old student, Luke Ferreter, he was able to go into this and discover the first word, and because of that, he won $40,000 as first word finder. Now, the hope is the grand prize is $700,000 of someone deciphering one of the entire scrolls from top to bottom. They're confident that this is going to happen, but it may take a little more time. Okay, now wait. He, what he won the award for is the fact that he was, he used a machine to be able to see the scroll without opening it. Yes. And read one word, purple. It doesn't give us a whole lot of clues as to what. No, but it's, you know, slowly opened the door. I mean, imagine this was 79 B.C. 
So these are ancient, and of course they were buried, like they said, under tons of volcanic ash. But it's the beginning of something that you know is so. So kept he's secret. using some AI. Okay. Mm-hmm. To kind of see through mm-hmm. the exactly. scroll without yep. opening it. Exactly, because if you un- unroll the scroll, it just turns into mush, just ash. It's burnt. But apparently, there's a way. A very slow way to uncover the whole scroll. What if, like, they finally develop the technology so that they're able to read it, and it's like a shopping receipt? It'd be, still be interesting. It's like purple cloth. Right? No, but you would Three imagine. Yards. Hopefully, it's like, you know, great thoughts of the scroll. Yeah, but what if it's like not? That. What if it's dumb thoughts of the scroll? Well, and then you're like, wow, that was a lot of effort, and we paid $700,000 to learn about Something that they bought at Michael's. Now, let's go back to that first guest. You're assuming bad motives. <laughs> I'm not assuming I bad assume, motives. In a way. I'm just assuming bad outcome. I mean, Is that bad, too? But, I mean, I think a shopping it's list It's just funny. That you era, see something historical. And you go, whoa. And you instantly attribute great significance to it, like which Al is Like Al Capone's great. vault. Yeah. And then it's opened. And remember that? Poor, what's his name? Geraldo. Geraldo. Yeah. Was that awful? Yeah, sure. Lexi, do you remember that? She was too young. When was that? Years. Oh, it's probably 30 years ago. What? It couldn't have been. Th- was it a it long 30? time ago. What are you talking about? See, there you go. Yeah. Look up Geraldo Rivera and Al Capone's vault. You know who Geraldo is? No. See, okay. exactly. So See. he was a correspondent for mm. ABC News? Yeah, he was a big He was a big deal like yeah. in the 70s and the 80s. Right. So he was like a guy who would be on Dateline or right. be on 60 Minutes right. or something like that. Investigative reporter, right. Geraldo Rivera. And so he had discovered the vault of... Al Gangster Al Capone in Chicago. Right. right. And it was going to be incredible. And he was not going to look at it ahead of time, Lex. He was going to unearth it on live, on live television. television. Right. So that we could all share in the unbelievable trove together. Right. And discover it simultaneously. And so a bunch of safe crackers went in, opened up the safe, and there was nothing in it. it was there was like, like nothing there. Dusty. It was like. Womp, womp, womp <laughs> is what it womp, was. Womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's one of those no. moments. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. Well, I don't think that these papyrus scrolls will be womp, womp, womp. I think they will. Really? I think that they're more likely to be womp, womp, womp than they're going to be like world changing. I don't think so. Well, I'm not saying they're world changing. I mean, because I... most of the things we have are womp, womp, right? Like if someone were going to what? uncover like what's in Kathy Emmons' house, yeah, most but... of it's like, okay, well, this is dull. Well, there wait, are a couple things. Wait, wait, but in this article, it's it's... Whose father-in-law? Julius Caesar's, Caesar's father-in-law. father-in-law. I mean, this guy's not womp womp. Julia, who's Julius Caesar's father-in-law? Nobody even knows. The only thing they know about him is that his daughter married Julius Caesar, which is a shame. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Debbie Downer here today. I just sorry, it's the surprised weather. by that. It's it is weather. kind of dour out there. All right, we need to take a break. Okay. When we come back, film therapy. Can watching movies improve your mental health? Hmm. I guess it depends what movie it is. We watched a really... Uh, that's all of the story. Okay. We'll, we'll hear it next. Take a quick break. It's the ride home. 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Our belief about God will affect how we view our life, how we view others, and how we live in this world. And that's why Pastor Greg Laurie is helping us strengthen our view of the Lord this week on A New Beginning. It's a new series called Timeless, Unchanging Truth in a Changing Culture. 
Tune in for A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Hi, former CI officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. And right now, most Americans with a 401k, IRA, or other types of retirement accounts are not prepared for a financial crisis that could hit the U.S. in the next 45 days if we don't fix our ramped up government spending. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new financial crisis survival kit that's 100% free for everyone with a retirement account who calls in today. Simply call 800-900-8000. My financial crisis survival kit is jam-packed with valuable information on how you can protect yourself with physical gold and silver. Your first step to protection is calling 800-900-8000 and speaking to one of their gold IRA specialists. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Again, simply call 800-900-8000. Hey, if you're thinking about getting the latest iPhone, check this out. With Boost Infinite, you get the latest iPhone every year and unlimited wireless for just $60 a month. Yeah, you get the new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium. Then again, next year, you get the latest iPhone every year. Boost Infinite, infinitely better. To learn more, pick up your phone, dial pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. That's pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. Terms apply. After 30 gigabytes, service may be slowed. Receive a comparable iPhone model each year with an acceptable trade-in every year. Requires credit qualification and 36-month phone financing agreement. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from this station's network. It's time for the Fall Hall at Northern Tool and Equipment. Get your hands on tough tools at prices that are tough to ignore. Got plans? Cancel them. Trucks in the shop? Borrow someone else's. Don't like saving money? Right. So head to the Fall Hall at Northern Tool. Stock up at the season's biggest event and get huge savings on brands like Milwaukee, Honda, and Ingersoll Rand. Shop at northerntool.com. We're made for this. Fall is here. School is back. The days of sitting poolside are over. If you spend a lot of time in the sun, though, you might be seeing its effect on your skin. A few more freckles, some premature wrinkles, blotches on your hands, face, and neck. A Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont, an IPL photo facial can help reverse the damage of sun and time, making your skin appear healthy and radiant. New customers get the Fall Back in Time IPL special for just $4.99. Your results are their business at chilledtoperfection.com. Kath and I have this <clears throat> this conversation often. She is a fan of streaming uh, series, right? Uh, TV. What, what, uh, you're streaming Homeland yes. right now, right? Mm-hmm. Myself, I rarely stream um, TV series. Uh, I prefer movies. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw something today which kind of made me feel, you know, sort of backed up my argument of why oh, I would do this. Felt, made you feel better about yourself? In some way. Yeah. The healing power of film therapy, how watching movies can improve mental health and boost empathy. Okay, so this, the, the theory is this. Um, because movies are so condensed, two hours or so, you go through a range of emotions, mm, right? In a short period of time. The comedy, the tragedy, the you know, pathos, the compassion, mm-hmm. all that, all that condensed. Um, so you're more likely to, you know, be cathartic within those two hours as opposed to a long stretch over a streaming series, right? So that, so that's why my emotions are out of control because <laughs> Homeland is so very long. 
Right, right. You're, so you're yeah. watching like it's been, how, it, I've been angsty for a good two months watching this. Are they like uh, uh, like fifty minutes long? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So within those fifty minutes, they're pounding away, pounding they away, sure pounding are. away. Where I get a lot more emotional variety watching a movie. In That's two a hours. good point. That's a very good point. So the therapy of it all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never thought about movies as essentially being. And there's a sense of closure that I know you thrive on that I actually resist. Yeah. I mean, seven seasons, I don't have time. It's so good, though. I mean, (laughs) I just, because I hear you talk about it, and and Lexi's the same way. You guys get into these long conversations about what you're streaming. Yeah. I just don't have the patience for it. I'm not not even patience. To me, it's just a lot of fill. No, it's not a lot of fill. Really? I I don't. It's like, stretch it out, stretch it out. I find it so... I find Homeland so thought-provoking. I mean, I know it started 10 years ago. It finished three years ago. That doesn't matter. So the end is relatively recent. But there's so much about, you know, a lot of the program is about the conflict in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. And there are just so many things that have happened and so many things that are said that I actually have written down. Like, wow, that's really insightful. And yeah, I've really enjoyed, I mean, it's for sure entertainment, but I don't know. I just, I feel like it's been educational for me. See, life is so difficult as it is. Yeah. You want an escape. I do. Yeah, I get it. Right. Like when I sit down, I kind of go, gee, I don't want to go through that whole thing. You want to like some painful. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Blow it off. Completely get that. Lexi, how do you look at it? Do you want to go through something like me? That's angsty, (laughs) angsty. You want to do that? I'll I'll do either one honestly. I I love watching TV shows and I love feeling um just wrecked after an episode, but I also love the feeling of um the cathartic feeling of watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And, cathartic. Yeah. We 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 uh we watched the film uh what's, what's today? Sunday night, which we rarely would watch. Like I was like, "Oh, let's watch this." And my wife was like, "Really? What is this kind of thing?" Um it was a Melissa McCarthy film who oh. I love. I think she's extremely funny. You know her. Which, oh, yeah. Right? I'm wondering which, which movie you're talking about. You know what? Um, it was kind of a weird, it was, it, it's, uh, her, it was like everybody was in this film. It co-starred Susan Sarandon. And it, and it first started, it was kind of like, um, what's the Susan Sarandon film uh, where they fall off, they drive off a cliff? Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise. It, it kind of, early on, it sort of puppeted that. I mean, so we rarely watched something like this. It was low... Not that I'm a highbrow, but it was like super lowbrow humor. Okay. It's Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. We're like halfway into it. We're like, okay. yeah. I, hold on. A pause. And then we had a little conversation about it and go, are we going to, you want to continue yeah. on? And we go, yeah, I'll continue on because we never watched something like this. I mean, it was deeply forgettable. As soon as it was over, I was like, okay. So that, so that was a waste of two hours. Kind of in right? a way. Yeah. But it was just kind of a blow off thing. Like I said, we rarely engage in something like that. It's, it's like every Will Ferrell movie in a way. Right, and I love Will Ferrell. I've seen very few Will Ferrell movies. Well, well I've seen very few movies. Talladega Nights. Never saw. It's a it. classic. I mean, other than Elf, what, what right. else? There's a lot of Will Ferrell movies. Yeah, but, there. Are... But it's that it's that era I mean, of Anchorman. Anchorman. Yeah, that's very funny <laughs> stuff, right? You think? But it is that era of kind of like what would you call it? Not even shock. Um, what Will Ferrell movies? Yeah, but it's like they're, they're kind of like, like shock comedy. Yeah, like this disgusting for the sake of being disgusting. Sure. Right. Right. That that, that mm-hmm. had its moment. Mm-hmm. Nah. 
You don't love that? Not particularly. So that you're not going to feel a catharsis after watching that? No, you just feel kind of dirty, quite honestly. Okay, what about, have you seen Melissa McCarthy in Cook-Off? No. Lexi? No, I have not. Okay. Same thing? Cook-Off is a mockumentary in the same style as Best in Show or Spinal Tap. Oh, okay. Or whatever. Well, that sounds like fun. It's not made by the same people. But same genre. And it's not the same, but it's the same genre. Um, But it's like a... it's the Pillsbury Bake Off. Mm-hmm. And, and is, she a, is she a contestant? Yes. <laughs> She's a train wreck. She's always like deeply incompetent, right? Now, everybody is deeply incompetent mm-hmm. in this. There's nobody who's competent. So I, I will tell you right now the, that this is an R-rated movie, and you should never watch this with your children. Cook off. Right. You should never watch not, it. Right. Oh, the film was called, I think it was called Tammy. That's what it was called, Tammy. Oh, okay. Never heard of it. Anyway, um, if you like a mockumentary, though, if you like Best in Show, Spinal Tap, or you like, um, uh, what was the one on um, folk music? Uh, a Mighty Wind. Mighty Wind. Mm-hmm. Right. If you like those, Cook Off is, uh, is definitely a, uh, a laudable entry into that. Now, what made and you Melissa, watch that? Uh, my, well, because we love all of those. We love those. I mean, we think... I think every one of those movies is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Cook-Off was recommended, and it is really? really something. Okay, all right. Well, she's certainly a talent, isn't she? Oh, yes. Yeah. You can't imagine how inept she is in this movie. Oh, I can. It's just... <laughs> well, Tammy, she's pretty inept. Right. It's kind of funny that someone takes a persona, whether it's Charlie Chaplin, right, as the, as the tramp, or Melissa McCarthy as... The loud, obnoxious, inept person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And takes that to the bank. Like, well, well, like Will Ferrell. Oh my right? gosh! Clueless and sweet. I was watching an interview with uh, Matthew McConaughey a couple days ago, and he was talking about how he was so strongly in the um, rom com genre. Yeah. And he could not get out of it. Yeah. He just couldn't get out of it. But he really wanted to do dramatic films, but nobody no. was even giving him a read on any of those dramatic films. So he decided he was just going to stop. He was going to stop, like say no to every rom-com thing. And if he never worked again, then he was going to have to live with that. Okay. Have you seen mud? No, I haven't. Oh, he's excellent. Well, I'm he, I think he's an excellent dramatic actor anyway, but, but that's what he had to do because he was so pigeonholed. And he said, I was pigeonholing myself. Yeah. I couldn't get out of it. Well, sure. At some point, it's easy money. I was watching Comedians in Cars the other night, which I love. One of the greatest shows. It is. I wish they would do like uh, me too. 500 more episodes. Me too. And it was, Gar- it was, it was Jerry yep. with Gary Shandling. It's yep. like episode one. Okay. And they were, they were mimicking um, Matthew McConaughey in the, uh, the, the Ford, uh, the Lincoln commercials. Oh, right. I'm driving my car. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going, but I like where I'm going. I mean, you know, and they're ridiculous right. as well. Every, and he looks fabulous. Oh, he the, sure does. And the car looks fabulous right. and everything's excellent. And he's just saying a lot of gibberish. Right. Yeah. You go, what, 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 what did he say there? I'm not really quite sure what that's all about. You know, yeah. Gary Shandling's not my favorite. Oh, I you love, love him. Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, Gary Shandling to me is was in, in many ways as groundbreaking as, as Jerry was. Okay. I You're mean, probably right about that. I mean, that show, the Gary Shandling show. Which I you never don't remember saw. that. Yeah, Uh-oh. well. That was kind of like the the precursor to The Office. Was that like before my time? Oh, yeah, probably so, yeah. Because he's, you know, Gary Shandling is producing a talk show. He stars in a talk show, stars himself, and it's chaos, but he's talking into the camera. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, he's. I just think he's fabulous. He really okay. is. I mean, he, there's one point in, in comedians and in, in comedians getting coffee where uh, he goes, I, "I'm just a guy from Arizona," and Jerry goes, "Stop saying that. No one cares where you're from. Mm. You are here. You are the guy. That's enough." Mm, yeah. But uh, and so he sort of goes off of that, and he says, "You know, I have a um, what did he say? A mechanical engineering degree in that's his. That was really? his. Yeah, and." Jerry and Gary Shandling go into this thing. They they visit a, a big, a famous comedy club in Hollywood. And they say, they go in this place and they go, this is weird being here. And Jerry says to Gary, uh, you and I were the only two guys who were interested in the craft. And we were not doing cocaine or mm. drinking or any drugs at all. We did our set. We took the notes of our set. And then we got out of there. And meanwhile, all around us, there was all this People insanity. People were collapsing, right? Right. There's all this craziness, all this addiction, all this drama. But we were just interested in the craft of building a quality set. And look, look where they are. Look who lasted. Exactly. Right. Look who lasted. I thought it was fascinating. I mean, if you like stand-up comedians, Comedians in Cars Getting it's, Coffee, it's, it's, it's one excellent. Of, it's one of the greatest shows I think so ever yeah, made great in the comedy and, genre. And that, is that not cathartic? Yes, it's completely yeah. cathartic. I want to watch one tonight. All right, good. We need to take a break. When we come back... Is it getting too expensive to have fun? Is it? I think it's it is expensive. Getting too expensive. You know that, right? Everything's expensive. Also, ice cream and potato chips. Some people are saying they're just as addictive as cocaine. Yeah? This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual, on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's healthcare costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. 
you find joy in helping others? Turn it into a rewarding career at LifeSteps. LifeSteps is hiring caregivers to bring joy into the lives of individuals with disabilities. Full-time and part-time positions available with opportunities close to home. No degree or experience necessary. LifeSteps offers flexible schedules, paid training, and generous benefits. Make a difference today. Call 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right 724-NEW-ROOF. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. I was at uh, church on Sunday and... uh, someone up front said, let's pray. And and so instinctively, of course, when, when people say let's pray, people tend to bow their head and close their eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for whatever reason, this particular time, I chose not to bow my head and close my eyes. Okay. I was, you were trying to be an iconoclast. No, I was just, you know, I was praying, but my eyes were open and I was looking at everybody else praying. Okay. And then I thought to myself, Wait, you're doing it wrong. Or uh, uh, are you cheating? Uh, or, uh, right, is, like is, you're uh, not. Are you actually you, praying? Right, you're not really paying attention. So what do you think about that? When when you pray, do you, it's not instinctual, do you out of habit close your eyes and bow your head? Does it feel more? I only close my eyes if I am currently distracted. So if I'm at home and it's quiet mm-hmm. and it's just me and the You're cats, alone. You're I'm alone, I don't have to close my eyes. But if I'm in church, I always close my eyes because there's too much to look at. Does it feel more powerful? Wait, close my eyes. Does it feel more powerful? I think so. I think so, too. I do. <laughs> I do. When you close your eyes, you yeah. shut off all distractions yeah. And you're somehow more connected to the Lord. Yeah. Right? I yeah. don't know what that means. I don't either. When you are... I mean, it's not like it doesn't count no. otherwise. Well, yeah, I kind of felt like... we're not, I mean, we're not getting demerits for not doing it and mer- little check marks for doing this it. This is just me and my own sickness. Like, whenever I was, that happened on Sunday, I was like, oh, you're peeping. Oh, you're like, Right. Which felt... Uh, well, that is weird. Looking me. at people praying does seem like that that's an invasion of... Their private space. But we've done that at prayer prayer breakfast. Which yeah, is, but I still feel badly so be- about no, it. No, I never do. Okay. It's so beautiful. It's it's isn't it beautiful? It is beautiful. I mean, it I, is beautiful. But I still you kind watch, of. I mean, don't you have memories of your mom praying and you watching her? I I still yeah, love that. I do. I remember being yeah. a little boy and being in the pew at church and watching my mom, and I thought. That is so beautiful. I, I mean, mm. of course, you love your mom so much, right? And I, but it was so intimate. Mm. 
I saw something different in her that I would not, not normally see as my mom, which I still think about to this day. Yeah. I mean, when you watch people pray, it's okay. it's such a privilege. All right, let me let me tell you something weird. Okay. That I, if I'm a time of focused prayer in my house, I always do it in the same space, the same spot. You're, right, so my little spot. And whenever I do it, no matter if I end up praying, let's say I end up praying for five minutes, or say I end up praying for an hour, whenever I open my eyes, both of my cats are there. With you? Yes. Are they watching you? They're just Does, sitting. Doesn't matter. They're, they're just sitting with me. But they, somehow, always. Like they could be up in the attic three floors away. And they come down. And somehow they know. Isn't that weird? No. It's a change of heart. It's a change yeah, it's of a energy. Change, yeah, change of energy. And to, they pick up on that? Isn't that so. weird? It's crazy. That's a cool Prayer changes things. Hear us on your smart speaker when you say, play the word Pittsburgh, or find us on the Word FM mobile app on one place or wordfm.com. And always at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, sharing the word that changes the world. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Israeli military says it had no involvement in an explosion that killed hundreds of people at a Gaza City hospital and that the blast was caused by a misfired Palestinian rocket. Intelligence from multiple sources are saying Islamic Jihad is responsible for that hospital strike. A second round of voting will take place as Republicans rejected Congressman Jim Jordan for House Speaker on a first ballot. 20 Republicans voting against Jordan. And Americans kept spending in September. Retail sales rose 7 tenths percent in September. More than twice what economists had expected. Stocks finished mixed. The Dow was up 13 points. The Nasdaq lost 34. And the S&P 500 dropped less than a point. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does Jandy Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And J&D Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. The United States Constitution guarantees every American fundamental rights and protection of life, liberty, and property. Salem is celebrating our founding document with a special offer, a 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph. To understand the value of these lithographs is to know the story. A master lithographer immigrant named Theodore Omen came to this country to find the American dream. Seventy years ago, in 1953, Omen printed a limited number of these exceptional Constitution lithographs. Go to Salem 
FilmEventsStore.com to read Omen's entire story. America's most important document stands as a testament to all Americans to maintain their liberties, freedoms, and inalienable rights. Buy it and display it proudly. Buy a gift for your family and friends and for all the teachers in your communities. There is a limited number, so act today. Go to SalemEventsStore.com to get your exclusive 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph while supplies last. That's SalemEventsStore.com. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 43. Areas of fog tomorrow morning. Otherwise, we'll see a mix of clouds and sunshine. A great day to be outside. The high 63. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 46. Clouds and sunshine Thursday with a shower in the area late in the afternoon. Thursday's high 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I got a phone call uh, earlier today from a buddy of mine. He said, hey, uh, Bob Dylan is in concert in Akron, Ohio on Saturday night. I got a free ticket. Are you in? I would like, well, let me call you back. So I called my wife and I was like, hey, we do anything Saturday? She's like, you can go. So I called him back. I said, I'm in. That's nice, isn't it? That's super nice. Free concert ticket. I love it. Yeah. So um, I've been thinking about that. There's I a, wonder how old Dylan is. 80? Hmm. Oh, easily. I bet he's 82. Okay. That's my guess. All right. I'm going to look it sure. up. Okay. Keep talking. All right. So um, I've been thinking about uh, entertainment and what it costs to go out. Because you know, like everything else, through the roof, right? Well, along with that same thought, there was an article in the, the paper the other day about it's getting too expensive to have fun. Mm-hmm. That everything, right? Okay, so... Um, By the way, Dylan is exactly 82. 82. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Nice right, job. Kid. Thank you. Um, ticket prices for live events. Taylor Swift, the NFL, Disney theme parks. They've all gone oh, through the roof, outrageous. right? Outrageous. I mean, yes. Pity the poor families who love Taylor Swift, and you've got several young daughters in that. Right. And you were like, we got to go to that show. You probably dropped $1,000 yeah. or close to mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. And those are probably for the cheaper seats, right? Um, I mean, I remember, you know, back in the day, you could go to a concert, I mean, 30 bucks. Yeah, right. 
right? Yes. See a show. Yes. Now with fees and everything else on top of that, you're looking at easily two hundred plus yep. dollars yep. per per ticket. Yep. Um, here's what here's what the Wall Street Journal says. Uh, ticket prices. Uh, okay, Americans were on track to spend ninety five billion dollars this year on tickets to spectator amusements, including movies, live entertainment, sporting events. This was uh, according to uh, data from the Bureau of Economic Analysis. That is up 23% from just last year. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. 23%. Well, you know what? I think that figures into the trend that we've been talking about on the show, which is that people are, instead of saving their money for a rainy day, right. putting money aside for X or Y, they're saying, you know what? We lived through COVID. We uh, we never know when we're going to be able to, to go to Paris again. And so we're going to go next weekend. Yeah. And we're going to go. We might, not, we might never live to see Taylor Swift again. We're going to all go see her right now. Mm-hmm. People are spending more upfront than they ever have before, at least right. in recent memory. I mean, there are events that I didn't go to that I think about. And I Me think, too. Stevie well, Wonder. That's exactly what I was going to say. I, was that four in the years ago? Exactly. Yes, I can't believe we Me didn't too. go see that. Me I too. hate myself for Me missing too. that. Me I can't too. believe I missed that. It's one of my all-time like, top three albums. I know. And we performed it live. I know, in the whole entirety. thing, and we missed it. Because it was too expensive. Why, why would I not go I to know, that? Because it was too expensive. We said over and over again it cost too much. I know. I think about that probably choice. weekly. I think I know, about Stevie Wonder. Terrible that. choice. Yeah, yeah. How about the guy from Rolling Stone? Remember that? Did you, did you read that whole thing about uh, Jan Werner? Uh, he he got a new book out. <clears throat> excuse me. Where he um he's the editor of Rolling Stone. He was the th- what, the co-founder, and you know for many years, you know the the editor of Rolling Stone magazine. Now you know there was a time when Rolling Stone was really sort of seminal to American culture. Anyway, he he wrote a new book. Uh, which essentially is the interviews of his top picks of people. Oh, really? Yes, which immediately got backlash because, as you might imagine, a guy from that generation, the majority, uh, and I'm saying probably the, probably exclusively, all the people. I mean, this guy that was there from the 60s forward, right, the be, sort of like the birth of rock and roll, he chose, I think, a dozen white guys. Mm-hmm. And so there was an interview. Where he was like, well, I, I didn't find anybody else really that inspiring or that really, you know, that interesting. And m- what made me think about it was they were like, well, what about Stevie Wonder? And he was like, well, I don't really think Stevie Wonder was a, is a genius. And, of course, <gasps> the backlash was oh my. swift and immediate, you know. Well, what about, you know. Janis Joplin. Oh, I think Janis Joplin was boring. I'm sorry. Blah, blah, blah. So immediately, this guy like wrote a book and found himself quickly on the defensive about his choices. That's the kind of world we That's live in That's the today. kind of world we live in. Right. Right. I mean, it was just his personal preference. Right. Right. From the front row seat that he had, whether you agree with the guy or not. And of course, there's a lot to disagree with. But, you know, he chose. Sure. Yeah. You can look it up. Anyway, it just made me think about Stevie Wonder and yeah. you know, what it costs to go to a concert. Yeah. Well, uh there's a group I deeply love called Wolfpack, and they're not coming through Pittsburgh. Yeah. They're doing a show in Brooklyn in you November. Travel, you travel. Well, I deeply wanted to go, but my husband was like, okay, so we already saw Nickel Creek, mm-hmm. right? Well worth it. Uh, and we saw Rival Sons. Mm-hmm. Well worth it. Also worth it. Um, 
and Al Demiola is coming next week. We, we saw Jeff. We saw um, Pat Metheny. Mm-hmm. Did you? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I went. I saw Gregory Porter. Mm-hmm. So we've seen a lot of concerts. Right. And my husband was like, it's just going to be a pain to get there and go through the whole thing. And we're going to have to find a hotel. And it's in New York and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to have to take a day off. And I don't have that many days off. You're going to drop blah, blah. easily exactly. 700 bucks. Right. So we decided not to, which was really painful. I would love to do that. But you can't. It's just too expensive. Can't you can't. You ever been to Disney World? Uh, as a band Oh, okay, but not like enough. School. You never took the girls to Disney World. Absolutely not. No desire. Nope. Not mm. even a little. I wonder about that because I, I never took my kids to Disney World. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, that, that's a lot of that's a destination place for a lot of families. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah, to spend a lot of money to, to go. Not there. my thing. It wasn't my thing either. I went there once on crutches. <laughs> that must have been. That's fine. A lot of walking at that time. I was on crutches. I was like, you know. A crutch. I could have been in the Olympics on yeah, crutches. Right, Seriously, right, right, I spent right. 18 months on crutches. Yeah, you were pretty I, good at it. I was, you know, yeah. But, I mean, so it wasn't like, oh, gee, I want to go back to Disney World because I was on crutches and, you know, do it like, you know, with my two feet. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's not interesting to me. Right. It's not interesting to my husband either. It's not like we had a fight about it or something. Right, but. right. But there are things that people love like that. I mean, I'd love to take my family right now to Europe oh. or to California. Or, yeah, I would course, love to yeah. do that. Yeah. What's the top of your bucket list? What What is like the number one thing you have to do before you die? For me or for my, with for my you, family? For you. For me. Yeah. Just with me. No. Well, could include, but you know okay. what I mean? When you think about it, you think, I've been thinking about this all my life. I have got to do this. Go to the south of France. Oh. Go to Florence. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Those are the two big ones. Mm-hmm. Go to Florenza. Mm-hmm. That'd be very nice. I'd also, yeah, I'd also like to go to Paris. Right. My wife's always saying, please take me to Paris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I nod my head, yeah. knowing that I'm a bad husband. Have you been to Florence? Uh, no. Mm-mm. I'd very much like to do yeah, that. I'd love what to about go. What about you? What would you like to do? Well, I, more, and this is not, not probably wouldn't be that super expensive, and everybody does. I want to drive cross country. I would love to do that. And go come back again. I you want know to spend what, like what three it's months. expensive in is time. Right. And that's what we don't have. I'd like to do a, a counterclockwise yes. circle so around the United I. States. I think that'd be great. I'd like to, you know, and I want to. Who has enough time to do that? Well, people do if you retire. Yeah, you, you or, or, if, or if people have different jobs right. than the in broadcasting. Right, you can just work wherever. Mm-hmm. But I would love to do that. You know what I mean? Spend like yes. months just driving around, I think that would looking be at all great. the weird attractions stop, and stuff. Stop it. A um, whole bunch of national parks. I would also like to drive the Pan American Highway. Okay. Which goes on forever, you know. From like the Pacific Northwest down into, you know, Texas Ecuador. And, oh, right. Know. What about the train ride on the Canadian yes, Rockies? Uh-huh. Yeah, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law did that. Did they, was it they worth it? it? They loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Okay. What else would you do? Um, I I go back. I go. I've been to Paris a couple of times, but my wife has not been there with me. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know? It's a little more fun. Right. Probably, First time I was in Paris, I was by myself. I, I was like, you know. Are you filled with self Oh, God. I was like, uh, yes, yeah, uh-huh. please, you know, yeah. Lovely. Um, I, I, I've not been to Rome. Love, wouldn't you love to go to Rome? Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. Love to go to the moon. I have no Alice. interest in the moon. What? Lexi, where would you like to go? Bucket list. Number one thing. I'd want to go to Greece. 
Greece. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, are you talking the historical, like the Athens part, or are you talking like Mykonos and a beautiful island? Uh, both. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see all of it. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Malta, that kind of like okay. Mediterranean area. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If you get a house there, will you invite us? Oh, of course. Terrific. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. We need to take a break. All right. When we come back, Angela LaFulton will be with us. Do Christians belong in Southeast Asia? Well, that's an interesting that. question. What? what? Why well, do they not when be? You, well, when you went to Southeast Asia, did you think about that? No, I did not. Didn't you? I think Christians belong oh, no, everywhere. I did. Really? I did think about it. That's next in the ride home. 101.5 WORD. The Alps of the New Testament. That's how scholars have described the book of Ephesians. This week on Through the Bible, we set off for a journey through the high peaks of the Apostle Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. Why don't you join us as we find out what it means to be a Christian and a church, both in faith and practice. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-950-0099. 800-950-0099. That's 800-950-0099. Hey, it's John Hall. Mike Lindell is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. But have you ever picked up a towel set because it's really soft in the store, but when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent and it doesn't dry you? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. The six-piece sets have 100% long-staple Sherpa cotton. It is a combed ring-spun cotton that makes the towel softer and more absorbent than ever. Towels that actually dry you. And right now, you can receive a six-pack set for only $29.98 with promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio podcast specials. To receive this amazing offer of only $29.98 on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio podcast specials and enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. That's MyPillow.com promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hey, everybody. Greg Laurie here from A New Beginning. You know, we're excited about our partnership with a OnePlace.com app. You can listen to my messages anytime, anywhere, even offline, without Wi-Fi with the OnePlace app. Now more than ever, don't you think we need to get God's Word into our lives So let his word fill you with hope in your office, in your home, or in your car, or wherever you are at oneplace.com. I think it'd be fascinating to work for the people from Pew, right? Uh, They are in the business of of polling people. Yep. And they're always, it feels like every time you turn around, there's a new Pew poll 
wide-ranging, religion, culture, economics, the arts. Pew's just really interesting. So there's a new poll out about uh, Christians, in, uh, specifically in Southeast Asia. And um, from Christianity Today, Angela, uh, Angela Lou Fulton is with us. And uh, Angela Lou Fulton, she is the Southeast Asian editor for Christianity Today. She's covered Asia for the past 12 years. And so she wrote a really interesting piece of, about this about Pew and their polling. The question is, do Christians belong in Southeast Asia? And Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Angela, when you talk about Southeast Asia, first off, what kind of countries are we talking about? Or what are the countries we're talking about? Yeah, so the so the Pew study actually looks at five Southeast Asian countries, Malaysia, Indonesia, Cambodia, Thailand, and Singapore. And then they included one South Asia, Asian country, Sri Lanka. Okay. So if you're, um, John and I have been to, I've been to Indonesia, John's been to the Philippines. Mm. Um, and uh, well, you've it, been probably to a lot of these places, Angela, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I've been to Malaysia, Indonesia, Cambodia, Sri Lanka. Fabulous. Not yet Singapore. Okay. So. Okay. So um, for people, uh, and I'm, I'm thinking of our listeners who haven't been to Southeast Asia, it really, to me, and I've done a good amount of traveling, it felt like a different world. Um, than it does in the West. Um, and so I guess I'm wondering, uh, from your perspective, how much time you spent there? Does it feel like that to you? And what do you think the the factors are that, that contribute to that? Yeah, so I actually lived in Taiwan for 12 years. Okay. Um, that's actually considered East Asia. Um, and that actually allowed me to travel to some of these countries. But definitely, definitely felt very different, even from Taiwan. And actually, just last week, I just got back from a trip to uh, Jakarta, Indonesia. Um, So this is actually very fresh in my mind as to uh, the differences. And one of the big differences is that um, Indonesia is a majority Muslim country. So you you definitely see um, a lot of people in hijabs. You see, uh, you know, you hear the call to prayer. Um, but I was there visiting a lot of the Christian leaders, and the, Christianity makes up about ten percent of wow. the country. So um, it's a it's a pretty large minority, and it is it's just interesting. You see so many different ethnicities, so many different religions, but you also do see a kind of harmony and people living together. Really, well, that's really surprising to hear you say this. So then, then talk about Islam. I mean, Islam in Jakarta. Uh, in their respective cultures. There's an overlay here, right? As people would say, I would, I would say wrongly, that America is a Christian nation, uh, is is Jakarta. I mean, it, where you are, an Islam nation. Yeah, so Indonesia. Um, I believe the way that they they, they see it is they have, um, they they don't consider themselves uh, like an Islamic country, but they they do have a large majority of is, is uh, of Muslims. Um, and yeah, what this Pew study found that was really interesting is that um, within the two majority Muslim countries, Indonesia and Malaysia, and the three majority Buddhist nations, uh, you, they find that uh, um, when they pulled it, a majority of the people found that religion is very important to them, to them, and that they uh, continue to identify with the religion in which they are raised. Mm-hmm. Um, they see it as part of their national identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 
most of these countries, I think Thailand was one of the exceptions, a majority want national laws based on their religious beliefs. Interesting. Um, so you, you really see in this study how, how religion um, is tied to their identity. The one outlier actually is Singapore. So Singapore is uh, one of the most religiously diverse countries um, and it, because no single faith composes a, major, a majority. Um, two-thirds of the population don't see religion as very important. And yeah, it's interesting. There is about 20% um, Christian population. And there's really also been a growing number of people who are religiously unaffiliated, so considered nuns. Um, and then there's also Buddhists, uh, people who believe in uh, traditional Christian relig uh, Chinese religions, um, and so it is. It is interesting to see how different Singapore is amongst its its neighbors that are more either Muslim or Buddhist. Mm. And that's interesting, right? Because Singapore is such a multinational country um, mm -hmm. because commerce is, you know, of drives such it it drives it all. Right, it's the best way to say it. Um, and so it doesn't seem like it's as ethnic as Indonesia to me. It just, it seems, it seems more Western even. Um, so what about countries where you mentioned they, um, like a, a, a Muslim majority nation like Malaysia, uh, you're saying that the results of the Pew poll are saying that a lot of people who are Islamic, who live in Malaysia would like to see something like Sharia law be part of the nation's law. Yeah, so in Malaysia right now, there's actually two different sets of law. Um, one is for for Muslims, especially when it comes to family matters, they do practice a they do go have a Sharia law and they have a a, a, a separate court system. But there's also a, a civil court system at the same time. Okay. Um, and yeah, it, based on the survey, um, they did ask you know what percent of of um, of people in these countries would be interested in having making Sharia law national law, and then in in Buddhist in Buddhism who wanted to make the law based on Dharma, which is uh, just Buddhist beliefs, um, and they did find that at least in 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 the Muslim majority of uh, of Malaysia, the eighty five percent supported Sharia law, um, and in Indonesia it was sixty four percent. Interesting. Angela Lou Fulton is with us. Uh, she wrote a piece of Christianity Today. It's a really uh, in-depth piece. Do Christians belong in Southeast Asia? Pew polled Buddhist and Muslims. And the subheadline, Angela, really interesting to me, a new religion survey of 13,000 adults across six nations examines conversions, karma, and compatibility with national identity. You know, um, we talk here in the West um, in some ways with, with a wink and a nod about karma. Right. That um, it, it's almost kind of funny for some people, a meme in some way. Um, can you talk about that? I mean, did you engage in, in, in that sort of um, that conversation or, you know, the idea of karma as, you know, a, a religious theme in, in, in Southeast Asia? Yeah. So karma is one of the, the beliefs in, in Buddhism, um, and that is that your actions, good or bad, have an impact in uh, essentially your future life and when you're reincarnated. Um, and what we found, I mean, what the Pew study found is that um, more than 
as it was it was that karma is widely believed in Southeast Asia and even among Christians. The study actually found that more than 60% of Christians in Malaysia, Indonesia, and Sri Lanka believe in karma. And out of all the groups of people, only in Singapore is there less than half of Christians who believe that. Hmm. Um, actually, when I when I talked with a Singaporean scholar about this this uh, this finding, Matt Matthews of the Institute of Policy Studies, he found that surprising. Because most Christians in Singapore are considered fairly conservative, mm-hmm. um, and they don't embrace, syncreti- embrace syncretism. And so he thinks that perhaps when the respondents were answering that question, they may have understood karma more as, um, you know, the concept of you reap what you sow, yeah. so that there's, you know, a, a consequence to your actions, rather than the idea of, you know, what you're doing has an effect in a future life. Angela Lou Fulton is the Southeast Asia editor for Christianity Today. She's covered Asia for the past 12 years. Um, can we talk a bit about religion state integrationists, which is a term that, of course, I'm familiar with in, a, in theory, but have never actually seen uh, in print before I read this Pew study today. Um, so first off, those would be people, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, that they would like to see kind of what I mentioned with um, uh, with Muslims who would like to see Sharia law implemented. They they would like to see their religion and their state uh, working together? Yeah, so this is a term that Pew um, used, and it's to describe people who both agree on two different points. One, that it is very important to be a member of a religious group to truly share national identity. So in Indonesia, that would mean you need to be to be Muslim to to really be Indonesian. And the second point that they agree with is that they want their country's law to be based on their religious law. Um, and yeah, what the the study found was that you know a majority of Muslims in Indonesia and Malaysia um, are religious religion state integrationists. Um, in Malaysia, it's sixty nine percent. In Indonesia, it's fifty seven percent. And most Muslims, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, most Buddhists in Sri Lanka and Cambodia um, also would fall into that category. And in Thailand, that's where you see a little bit less, where 45% of Thai Buddhists fall into this category. So what does that mean then for Christians who live in those areas? Does that mean, I, I remember looking at a um, a graph which was say which was basically asking the question, would you be comfortable with a Christian as a neighbor? What would the people who would be religion state integrationists, how would they look at that? Yeah, so they are less likely to accept Christian neighbors. Um, and so 64% of Indonesian Muslims who fall under this religion state integrationist um, category, they say that they are willing, 64% are willing to accept Christian neighbors compared to 77% of all other Indonesian Muslims. Hmm. Um, and they are also more likely to see the growth of Christianity as a threat. Right. Mm, interesting. So the 64,000 question, which is, do Christians belong in Southeast Asia? What do you think, Angela? I mean, um, from those polled, and of course, I'm interested in, you know, you're spending a, a dozen years there. What's your take? Yeah, so I think what was so interesting when I was in Indonesia was to see, you see in everyday life, um, 
that Christians and Muslims are living together as neighbors. You see them working together. You see them governing them together. Um, I think that there are, yes, definitely some conflicts, especially when it comes to laws that may, you know, restrict um, the building of of new and large churches, um, maybe some restrictions in evangelism. But in general, you do see uh, you do see a harmony there. And so one of the experts that I, I spoke with, um, his name is Hun Cheng Yao. He's an expert on Christianity in Indonesia. He said something similar. Um, he said, quote, every day in the neighborhood still involves cross-cultural interactions. Um, therefore, it is imperative for Christians to continue fostering such spaces, extending friendship and hospitality to non-Christians to promote goodwill and understanding. This way, during times of social tension, their neighbors will stand up for them. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Angela, thanks. I mean, it, the work is so extensive. It really We've is. barely I mean, scratched the surface yeah, here. And but I uh, appreciate it, all your insight here. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so glad to hear you're interested about this part of the world. And uh, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, yeah. we'd like to have you come back again. Very, yeah. jo very good. Job well done. Angela LaFulton is the Southeast Asia editor for Christianity Today. She's covered Asia for the past 12 years. She did a terrific job. Excellent. Very interesting. Do Christians belong in Southeast Asia? You can look for that uh, online at Christianity Today. We'll take a quick break. Come back to the daily feature. Does this make sense? What's next? Attention taxpayers, if you or your business owe the IRS back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, the IRS has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship through its tax relief initiatives. If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. Qualifying and enrolling in this program could stop all collections, settle your tax problem, and may even reduce what you owe by up to 99%. Call the hotline at Tax Help USA to see if you qualify and receive your free tax assessment by dialing 800-419-0017. If you or your business owe back taxes to the IRS or state, you can now get the help that you need during these hard economic times. Get your free tax assessment to see what you qualify for by dialing 800-419-0017. 800-419-0017. That's 800-419-0017. It's time for the Fall Hall at Northern Tool and Equipment. Get your hands on tough tools at prices that are tough to ignore. Got plans? Cancel them. Trucks in the shop? Borrow someone else's. Don't like saving money? Right. So head to the Fall Hall at Northern Tool. Stock up at the season's biggest event and get huge savings on brands like Milwaukee, Honda, and Ingersoll Rand. Shop at northerntool.com. We're made for this. A psoriasis flare-up can make a walk in the park. Well, no walk in the park. It's that obvious, huh? I've tried so many lotions and creams, but I still have symptoms. So those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin, leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms. Makes sense, but what else can I do? You can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Make an appointment and, oh, you're already on it. Hi, yes, I'd like to make an appointment. Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by Avvi. Do you find joy in helping others? Turn it into a rewarding career at LifeSteps. LifeSteps is hiring caregivers to bring joy into the lives of individuals with disabilities. Full-time and part-time positions available with opportunities close to home. No degree or experience necessary. LifeSteps offers flexible schedules, paid training, and generous benefits. Make a difference today. Call 724-283-1010 or visit LifeSteps.net. LifeSteps is an equal opportunity employer. 
101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Find us at oneplace.com on your smart speaker. The Word FM mobile app or stream us 24-7 at wordfm.com. Sharing the word that changes the world. Over 1,200 acts of violence occurred in churches last year. It's likely that churches will continue to be targets for crisis events. Is your church prepared to respond? Your church can know how to prepare and can also know how to biblically respond to whatever crisis your church encounters. The world is watching us. Learn how to redeem crisis events with a powerful Christian response through online training at ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org. ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org. Mostly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll reach a nighttime low of 43. Areas of fog tomorrow morning. Otherwise, we'll see a mix of clouds and sunshine. A great day to be outside. The high 63. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 46. Clouds and sunshine Thursday with a shower in the area late in the afternoon. Thursday's high 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Hmm. Dry beans. <laughs> That's it? Dry beans. <laughs> now, wait. Wait. You know the ones that you buy in the bag? Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're yeah. not canned. Mm-hmm. They're, they're dry beans. You mm-hmm. can get yourself a... a chickpea, mm-hmm. or you could get yourself a split pea. Mm-hmm. Or you could do a <laughs> garbanzo. Yeah, I got, I got Lima. I have never thought about this. Never <laughs> once in my life have I thought about a bag of dried beans. Never once. That's why I'm here. I mean, <laughs> so does it make sense? Yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> I, really so I guess from my perspective, it doesn't make sense because I'm not even thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> dried beans. <laughs> it's a bag of beans there, Cap. Does it make you sense to you? You ask me what I think? What is, does it make sense to you? <laughs> does it? Yeah, it does make okay, sense, John. Uh, yeah, yeah. You want to know why? <laughs> yeah, thank you, sir. Yeah, Listen. Tell me why. You get a bag of beans for 88 cents. <laughs> oh, you're good to go. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Now, you have to soak them overnight Yeah. in water in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. But you buy a can of beans... Could easily be more than twice that much. Oh, okay. So you could soak them, and you, and you could you feel like there's no additives, there's no processing. You're just buying the bean, is what you're doing, mm-hmm. and starting from scratch. And that's why you tuned into the ride home <laughs> for the bag of bean conversation, because that you makes know sense. why? Because that makes sense. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. All right, I got. I'm not even ashamed. Geez, no, nothing. I I can't, I can't approach that. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. A leaf blower. <laughs> Okay, now I got a oh, I got a neighbor who's some people really don't like those dearly beloved. Saturday he was out there with a gas powered backpack leaf blower. I mean, it went on for hours. It's like a jet ski. How about a rake? A rake? Anyone? Does that make sense? The, the leaf blower? No, it doesn't make sense. You I mean, know why? Because you're blowing it into somebody else's yard, most likely, or on the street. I don't know. I don't know. I know people love them. Yeah, but they love them because they can blow the leaves, their own leaves, out of their own yard I mean, into if, somebody else's yard, right? If you're, you know, if you're at Heinz Field and there's leaves on the fe- leaves on the field, okay, I get that. But like your backyard, I don't know. I'm sorry. I hope I'm not to offend anyone. 
Oh, people Does it are make really sense? offended. All sorts of people are offended. Yeah. No, with the I bag of beans, they're more offended with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, they are. <laughs> the bag of bean I don't lobby. Think, I don't think it's offensive, and I don't, I don't think it makes sense. I mean, why? You, She's a rake. Right. I, I don't know. It's a lot less. And your neighbor doesn't want your leads. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. I don't care what else you're doing, Christian. You think, well, I show up at church, I, I give money, I, I do good deeds, I'm a good Christian. No, if you're not endeavoring to bring people to faith in Jesus Christ, you're disobedient to God, period. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Cram. PowerPoint tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. When your people are ready, your business is ready. Cintas makes sure they have what they need to perform their best. Whether it's freshly laundered work apparel for almost any job imaginable, fire protection systems that are tested and inspected, first aid and safety supplies, floor mats, or cleaning tools and restroom products, stocked and ready when you need them. Better work days happen together, so visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. Jim Gaffigan here with some more Straight Talk. Now you can get a Walmart Plus membership, plus not pay for it, because it's included with Straight Talk wireless plans. You get free delivery with Walmart Plus, plus a Paramount Plus subscription included. Plus, you pay less for gas. That's a lot of pluses. Only Straight Talk gives you unlimited 5G data and Walmart Plus included on select plans for free. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Requires service on gold or platinum unlimited. One offer per eligible account. Paramount Plus essential plan only. Separate registration required. Additional terms apply. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all all in one place. People you know and trust. Like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Maybe you're an elder in a local congregation or a deacon wanting to serve your church more faithfully. Dr. Barry York on the Master of Theological Studies program at RPTS. The wonderful thing about the MTS degree is you can actually do it all online. So they can take the degree online and grow in that theological ability that will allow them to either teach or work more faithfully in their local congregation. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to your retirement blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. In these days of uh, war and rumors of wars, it's almost a liability to go on the Internet. It really is. You want to be informed. 
And yet at the same time, you're, you end up being scarred just from reading what's happening, let alone the people that are living through this. I just can't imagine. Uh, today, I was waiting for a doctor's appointment early, and I was reading an article in ABC News. Um, a senior Israeli official gathered a small group of journalists um, to show them the kind of film footage they had of the Hamas attack on Israel last weekend. Um, the journalists were the first to watch it. It was an hour-long reel cobbled together from Hamas helmet cam, some mobile phone video, surveillance video, dashboard cam video, and some of the victims' live streams. Um, and it was part of the Israeli military's effort to document and call to attention, call to attention what happened on October 7th, the level of the atrocities, and um, of course, what they see as their justification for going in to invade Gaza. Um, it's too much to talk about. I can't even I couldn't even read uh, the accounts of the journalists. The good news is the film has not been released. It's not like uh, people like us are going to see it. But it did make me think um, that we need to kind of step back and come to grips with the kinds of stuff we're hearing about and the kinds of stuff we're seeing. And that's why we're so happy to have Bonnie Christian back on the show with us. Bonnie Christian is the editorial director of ideas and books for Christianity Today. Bonnie, we're glad you're here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Bonnie wrote a really wonderful piece in Christianity Today called The Obscenity of War in This Present and Evil Age. And and the ironic thing is, uh, you reference Psalm 137, some things never change. Kath, read this for us, please. Yeah, Bonnie, I'll read it for us. This is uh, Psalm 137. By the rivers of Babylon, we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars, we hung our harps. For there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Remember, O Lord, what the Edomites did on the day Jerusalem fell. Tear it down, they cried, tear it down to its foundations. O daughter of Babylon, doomed to destruction, happy is he who repays you for what you have done to us, he who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. Yeah, it's uh, it's maybe, I think I called it the darkest of the imprecatory psalms, those psalms that are, are praying to God to, to bring retribution and often very violent retribution on the psalmist's enemies. Um, and that song, I think, it, psalm is, I think, a particularly interesting one to read and reflect on right now, because, of course, the, the beginning part of it is, is quite familiar for many of us. That that is used. It's very beautiful. It's it's used very widely. It's talking about, um, you know, love and care for, for Jerusalem. But then at the end, it takes such a dark turn. You know, happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. And I was reminded of that. Um, in light of there's there's this disputed report about, um, you know, we know that that infants and, and children have been killed um, in, in Israel and Gaza this week, and um, many in that initial you know, horrible attack by the, the terrorist group Hamas. But there's this disputed report about um, babies being beheaded by Hamas. And I was you know, reflecting on that. Who could behead a baby? Like how, how bent would your soul have to be to do that kind of violence to an infant? And then I remembered, you know, that, 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 bentness that violence is right in scripture um thousands of years old so what does that tell us well unfortunately that that evil is not new 
um, that that we as a, as a human race um, have been corrupted uh, since the fall. Um, and that, you know, and I say that not in a, a cynical way, not in a jaded way to sort of downplay what the horrible things that are happening in, in Israel right now, but um, to, I think, invite us to mourn um, what is happening there and to do so with a, a perspective of, um, you know, this is not, in, in some ways it's very shocking and in some ways it shouldn't shock us at all given just that, what we know about how humans have, have behaved towards each other throughout history. Yeah. It's interesting to to, to read the reports and to, to see how different people respond to this. There is, of course, a sharp divide between those who support Israel and those who who support Hamas in many ways, or at least support the Palestinian state. I mean, it's going on in college campuses. It's going on in, um, in uh, reports across the country in, in different places. But, of course, uh, Hamas, as you write in your piece, The Obscenity of War and This Present Evil, they use their citizens as human shields. And so no matter where people are... Um, uh, they go and uh, markets and, and whatnot and uh, places where people are. Um, Hamas is willing to do just about anything to further their cause. And, and you bring up a really interesting point, uh, Bonnie. You, you talk about markets. Markets are not what we think of markets. I mean, we go to a farmer's market on a Friday afternoon. It's a, it's a pleasure. But markets essentially are grocery stores. So, of course, people are gathered there. And that's where the most vulnerable people are at their most vulnerable part of their lives. Yeah, I think it's easy for us thinking about markets as kind of like a fun thing, like a farmer's market or Christmas market to think like, oh, well, you know, if if there's a war going on, why would you be out at a market? Why wouldn't you be home doing something safe, being responsible? Like, you you know, you're putting yourself in harm's way. But yeah, these are really basically their grocery stores. And even with the war on, you have to eat. And so it's very understandable that people would be out buying things and they would be um, gathered in these places where they are, yes, vulnerable to um, retribution as as Israel is mounting its military response, um, and I think something else that I that I pointed out that's that's worth thinking about um, <clears throat> is that the population of Gaza, which is the the Palestinian territory where so much of this is happening, is very very young. Israel, um, excuse me, Hamas has been in charge of uh, Gaza since two thousand seven, but forty four percent of the population is age fourteen or younger which means that you know, roughly one in two people in Gaza was not born when Hamas came to power. Um, and so, you know, kids have dumb ideas. Maybe they have, you know, the things, they, maybe they believe things that we would say are very bad and wrong, but a large, large portion of this population um, is children and, and you know, of, of limited moral responsibility there. And I think that's something that's important to remember mm-hmm. as we're thinking about civilian casualties as, as Israel amounts its retaliation. Right. I mean, there are victims everywhere in this uh, horrible situation. And I listened to a podcast yesterday that really it kind of highlighted something for me. They said, you know, regardless of what your your perspective is, we tend to think that we can't be both victim and perpetrator. Um, mm. But in reality, all of us can be both. Um, at different times and because none of us are guiltless uh, and I'm not saying that Israel doesn't have a right to respond because yeah, of course they have a right to respond after the horror that was inflicted on them. It's just one of those things that just makes me mourn for uh, the the horrible injustice and and suffering of war. Yeah and I mean you know for us as people thousands of miles away in living in safety and, and like world historical comfort and wealth 
Um, I, I think that is so important to keep in mind, right? Like it's very easy for us to sort of like sit back and and render judgments, but of course we're not in those those very difficult positions of deciding how to respond, whether to flee or fight or whatever the case may be. Um, something that we can do, and that I think is um, morally uncomplicated in a way that a lot of this isn't, um, is is mourning, M- mourning for the loss of life, the loss of innocence, um, for the the horrors that are happening to uh, innocent civilians um, across the board in in Israel and Gaza. Yeah. I've been thinking about this, you know, it's it's easy for our hearts to get hardened, you know, as you said, Bonnie, of course, we're, we're so far away and, you know, we can see the images, we can read about it. But I believe, you know, this is the first time I think since I've been alive where I see two wars essentially simultaneously happening. And in many ways, the United States, you know, uh, our superpower allows us to funnel aid to uh, to our, you know, our chosen um, threat of people, whether it's, you know, the Ukrainians or the Isra- Israelis. I mean, there we are. We do have a stance in this and in our government. Um, but we don't have to give up anything for it. No, we don't. There, there is comfort here. There is ease. Uh, but but it does feel as though we are on the precipice that is something much larger than what we've been used to here in the last, you know, several decades. Yeah, it's a very strange situation, um, I think, for, for ordinary Americans. Uh, as you say, like we have a we have a democratic, we have a representative government. That doesn't mean that we can control what what Washington decides to do, and so we we are in some ways implicated and in some ways so distant from it, um, and it makes it very difficult, I think, to know what is our responsibility as we're thinking and praying about this. Yeah. Well, Bonnie, we can't uh, thank you enough for being with us to talk about a really difficult subject. Wish there was an answer, and I wish that we weren't we were talking about something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someday have me on to discuss something nice. Yeah. (laughs) Bonnie, we look forward to that day. That's Bonnie Christian. She's the editorial director of Ideas and Books for Christianity Today. Thanks, Bonnie. Mm -hmm. Obscenity of war in this present evil age, easily found online with Christianity Today. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000 with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA 
benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's healthcare costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. It's 877-64-BIBLE. That's 877-64-BIBLE. 877-64-BIBLE. Today is... um. Beautiful day. Beautiful? No, it's really it's cloudy and cool. Yeah, but because it's National Pasta Day, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. is beautiful. We had pasta last night. Yeah? A um, little uh, fresh linguine. Oh, I love With uh, some fresh pesto. I mean, we went to Farmer's Market on Saturday and bought a, a bunch of basil. Is there anything better than fresh pesto? It's incredible. It's the best. It's really mm-hmm. incredible. So, uh, because it's National Pasta Day, mm-hmm. now, so we're a day behind. Yeah, we are. Are you going to do it tonight? Um, well, you you weren't a day behind. You were a day ahead. Day ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I would like to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm really into lately is a plain mar. It has to be homemade, but a plain marinara sauce. You. Yeah. Oh, that. that oh, do you love that? Oh, that's off the charts. Yeah, good. that's meat that, sauce. That that's real. Yeah, that is really delicious. Isn't that good? Oh. I might have to. I have some of that frozen. Do you? Yeah. Oh, well, then just have that I think tonight. maybe I'll just pull that out. Can you that, have it? No. Because mm. it has meat in Great. it. It's a shame. You know, that, but I li- I also like this plain marinara sauce. It's just, it's nothing mm-hmm. but olive oil, garlic, crushed red pepper, mm-hmm. salt and pepper, and San Marzano crushed tomatoes. That's all it is. That's it. That's the base. That's it. But there are there is twenty one cloves of garlic in it. Mm-hmm. That'll wake you up. Mm-hmm. By the time it cooks, it's not really. It's not uh, offensive in any way. It's just very flavorful. Excellent. I really like that on fresh pasta. So, on National Pasta Day, will you have? Do you have anything fresh, or do you? I mean, no. I don't, all I, don't I have mind is it. dried. I don't I have mind no, that at all. I love fresh pasta, but yeah, no, sure. I don't have any. I'm, I'm, whenever there's pasta on the menu, I'm always happy to have it. Aren't you? You are always happy to have it. Yeah. Like you, you. I, Let's go. Yeah. I, Lex, are... Lex, do you like pasta? Oh, I love pasta. Will you be celebrating National Pasta Day? Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about making a... Um, I told you guys about this uh, probably earlier in the week or early last week uh, that I made a brown butter ricotta like yes. pasta sauce. Oh, yes, yeah. you did. Uh, and I've just been thinking about that 
pasta <laughs> yeah. since I made it. So Have I think that might be the... It? Today's the day. I think that might be uh, the remake of today. Excellent. You know, ricotta. That's oh, yeah. great. How about it's hot delicious. ricotta? Hot ricotta. Yeah. Well, you, we do that. What's hot ricotta? You like to just... My wife puts something hot in there. <laughs> oh, you mean like spicy hot? Yeah. Oh. Just, yeah. And then what do you do with it? Put it over pasta. Really? Yeah. I've never done oh, that. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, don't ask me how to make it, though. Okay. Right. Is it easy? Oh, it's so easy. <laughs> I go, hey, hon, how'd you do that? Oh, that's so easy. Oh, that looks so yeah, easy, Thanks a lot, babe. That yeah, looks really easy. Very good. How about a can of Chef Boyardee? Nope. Come on. Nope. Can of Chef Boyardee? No. Never? Never. SpaghettiOs? Never. What? Never, ever, SpaghettiOs? Ever. No. It's, it's like every single man's not, dream meal. It's not hard to make sauce. It's fine. Sauce. You put it, plop it in there no, and just No, it's not hard to make sauce, and there's so much better for yeah. you. And so much tastier. Uh oh, SpaghettiOs. Uh oh, mm. SpaghettiOs. What are you having? What are you having? You know, for of... Halloween, I am making SpaghettiOs, though. Homemade SpaghettiOs. Hey, that's. Oh. Yeah, I'm having a Halloween party. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Wait, so what kind of pasta are you having? Uh, I'm making SpaghettiOs. No, no, tonight. Oh, tonight? I think I'm going to go with the meat sauce. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and the celery, angel hair, no, I linguine. Think, I think I'll go with uh, some bucatini. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.